Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is for you. Wherever you happen to be right now, this is episode number 16 of the Results Matter podcast. I'm Mike Voris, and I help business leaders, entrepreneurs, and sales professionals become measurably more successful. Talking to you from outdoors today, friends, if you get a chance to get in the sun and get some fresh air, I highly recommend you do it. It'll absolutely change the way you think, uh, change the way you feel. It's all good stuff. So coming to you today uh, from the fresh air, you might hear some birds chirping, some dogs barking, that kind of thing, but uh, all good stuff. Today we're going to talk about the hottest topic in business and the biggest challenge facing business leaders today, the labor shortage. And we're going to take a close look at the April 2021 jobs report and discuss what it means to employers. Let's explore. Real quick, before we get started, I'd like to invite you to grab a copy of my new book, Complain or Compete, Creating an Unfair Advantage in a Tough Labor Market. We'll throw a link to find it down in the show notes. Here we go. There is little dispute that recruiting and retaining talent is the greatest challenge facing business leaders today. And here's the truth. No organization can grow faster than its ability to recruit and retain enough of the right people. Businesses are suffering right now, not because of a lack of customers, but due to a lack of labor and talent to serve those customers. Nothing is as unnatural and devastating to an entrepreneur or business leader as turning away business or failing to perform due to a serious labor shortage. Entrepreneurs and business leaders are conditioned to create and run scalable operations. The more you sell, the more you earn. The more customers you serve, the better you do. Sales and revenue creation leads to growth and future opportunity. But what about when entrepreneurs and business leaders become constrained and held back by a lack of labor and talent? What about when businesses have to pump the brakes on sales and revenue creation because they don't have the resources they require, the human resources? When businesses aren't allowed to thrive and grow, not because they can't generate enough revenue, but because they can't produce or perform their products or services, Everybody loses. Everybody loses, except maybe some short-sighted politicians who prey upon suffering populations for advancements in big government. But even big government has an expiration date in a nation without sufficient labor and talent. Let me explain. Businesses suffer and eventually collapse. Small and medium-sized businesses are among those most heavily impacted. We love to say, buy local, support small businesses. But what about when local and small businesses aren't able to serve their customers at a sustainable volume to survive, let alone grow and thrive? The small die and the big continue to get bigger, so businesses suffer. Consumers also suffer. I've been trying to find a contractor to build me a deck for over a year. When our nation is short-staffed, The wait time for service gets longer, the lines get longer, service quality and the customer experience suffers, consumer spending ultimately goes down, which drives down the economy. Not good. Tax revenues decline, impacting public services and increasing national, state, and local debt. 
Short-sighted politicians overtax the rich and wealthy to accommodate for tax revenue shortages, which only leads to a further retraction in commerce, more damage to our economy, and a greater chasm between the few at the top and everyone else. Which is exactly the opposite of what these short-sighted politicians, uh, who are likely in that group at the very top, him or herself, by the way, claims to actually want. Eventually, the people who are driven to rely heavily upon big government, they find themselves with a big government who can't afford to support them. So, businesses suffer, consumers suffer, our government suffers. What's next? Employees themselves suffer. Blue collar, white collar, no collar, they all suffer. In a labor shortage, employees are, are often worked longer hours to absorb some of the burden. In organizations that uh, can't grow as intended, employees miss advancement opportunities. Wages spiral out of control, which is nice for the employees in the moment, but ultimately can lead to their inadvertent pricing of themselves out of a job when the labor market eventually even slightly rebounds. Employees face more pressure and higher demands from management. Employees end up overstressed, disengaged, they have lower levels of job satisfaction, and reduce loyalty. The real separation of work and life is a myth in most cases, so employees' quality of life itself actually suffers. And it's a big complete circle because unhappy employees don't produce or perform as well. Businesses suffer, consumers suffer, government suffers, employees suffer, and let's add one more to the list, even our communities suffer. Inflation hits our communities hard as prices skyrocket. When businesses suffer, so do the communities they serve. Charitable donations and corporate involvement in our communities declines. Overall quality of life in towns heavily affected declines. And this sparks a whole series of negative consequences. What about our society itself and the culture of our nation? Yeah, you get the idea. So the April 2021 jobs report just came out a little over a week ago. Most people don't pay especially close attention to this monthly report, and I can't say I blame you. But each and every one of us feels the impact it reports. Here are some of the headlines that followed the April 2021 jobs report. Some early U.S. data suggests May's job report could echo April's weakness. Reuters. U.S. hiring sharply misses expectations in April with just 20, uh, 266,000 jobs added. Fox Business. April's expected hiring boom goes bust as non-farm payroll gains fall well short of estimates, CNBC. Major disappointment, America added way fewer jobs than expected in April, CNN. The jobs report, the boom that wasn't, the New York Times. Weak jobs report spurs new arguments over big federal spending, the Associated Press. This may be the worst jobs report of all time, Yahoo Finance. So, that's seven headlines from major recognizable news outlets, arguably from both sides of the political spectrum. 
Friends, when CNN and Fox Business report something similar, we should pause. So what did the April jobs report tell us? Let me summarize. And um, we'll put a link to the actual jobs report in the show notes if you want to read it. But I'll summarize it for you. Uh, and I'm taking this data right from the official report, not from some media spin article. Okay? Only 266,000 jobs were added. Unemployment was little changed at 6.1%. There are 9.8 million unemployed persons. 2.1 million show on temporary layoff. The labor force participation rate was little changed at 61.7%. According to the report, the number of Americans who want to be in the labor force but are without a job was 6.6 million. And here's the best part. These 6.6 million were not counted as unemployed because they haven't actively looked for work in the last four weeks. So, the obvious question on business leaders' minds is this. If there are 9.8 million unemployed persons, 2.1 million on temporary layoff, another 6.6 million who are unemployed, uh, they want to work but aren't looking, why can't businesses find adequate labor and talent to run their operations? According to the April Jobs Report, there are 18.5 million people not working who should be. Let me say that again. According to the April Jobs Report, there are 18.5 million people who should be working but aren't. 18.5 million. Politicians, in their effort to mitigate the economic damage caused by the pandemic, have made it possible for most Americans to survive with or without working, with or without a job. That's not how our country is supposed to work. That's not even how our safety nets, such as unemployment, are supposed to work. Both the Trump and Biden administrations, as well as Republicans and Democrats in Congress, have fought really, really hard to send stimulus checks to millions and millions of Americans, regardless of their financial need. Folks who didn't lose their jobs, weren't financially displaced, um, financially speaking, weren't negatively impacted by the pandemic, and didn't even request help have received multiple unsolicited stimulus checks. How much has the stimulus check part of these massive spending packages helped the economy? Very, very little, I would argue. Stimulus checks and endless inflated unemployment have in no small part contributed to business leaders being unable to adequately staff their operations, despite there being 18.5 million capable workers out there. Friends, this is not how it's supposed to work. I think we can all appreciate living in a country that helps those in need, even when it comes at a cost. But that's not what's happening here. We're not helping. We're hurting our businesses. We're hurting our consumers, our employees, our society, our culture as a country, and we're crushing the future for our children and grandchildren of this nation. This country is not without jobs, okay? This country is without a healthy, willing, and able workforce. Our businesses cannot and will not thrive like this. We need labor. We need talent. We need commerce. We need capitalism. We need a free market. 
We need scalability. We need competition. We need the principles and economics of a supply and demand economy to be allowed to work. Okay? We need our businesses to be able to compete without the handcuffs of big government. We need government out of the way. It's past damn time to get Americans back to work. And this time, getting America back to work doesn't mean creating new jobs. It means getting our people out of their homes and back into the damn workforce where they belong. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this topic. You'll find a link in the show notes to send me a message. If you're watching on YouTube, you can add your thoughts down below in the comments section. I'd love to hear your thoughts and perspective. Also, relative to this topic, check out my new book, Complain or Compete, Creating an Unfair Advantage in a Tough Labor Market. You can order a physical copy or get the ebook on Amazon. If you're interested in a personalized copy or a bulk order for your team, you know, these make great gifts. We'll include a link in the show notes on how to contact us. The Results Matter podcast is a production of Vori's Business Solutions. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, check out Vori'sBusiness.com. For products, services, and solutions designed to help you and your business become measurably more successful. Ask yourself, what could professional consulting, an outside perspective, or one-on-one business coaching do for you in your business. Thank you so much for listening today, friends, to the Results Matter podcast.